Welcome to the Makom Israel Teachers Lounge podcast, where we connect students and listeners with Israel by discussing and exploring current events and relevant issues. I am your host, Michael Unterberg, here as always remotely. Well, not always remotely, but here as always with my co-host, Alan Goldman, but this week remotely on Zoom. How are you, Alan? Good, Baruch Hashem. You know, as best can be, I guess you would say, in these uh, uh, interesting times we're living in. That's right. And joining us also via Zoom, we have our political expert, Rachel. How are you, Rachel? Hi, how are you? Okay, well, we're we're going to ask you to help us catch us up with what's going on with forming the government. (laughs) But in general, how are you doing in uh, home, you know, in the uh, restrictions of uh, being stuck in the house? I'm actually fine. It was quite hard to get used to this in the first days, but I'm quite liking it. Like, oh yeah, I have, okay, good. Yeah, I have kids, and I started like a routine. I, I'm working almost normally, so we just uh, split times between me and my husband, and that's it. We're finding out some very creative way to to deal with the situation. Awesome. And once we figured it out, so we're we're trying to enjoy it as much as, as much as we can. Yeah. What? How are you doing? Uh, yeah. Thank God. You know, trying to figure out what this is this is all about, um, and what's go- what's going on, and what are the implications. And uh, you know, I have older kids, so you know they get up around. You know, one is pretty early for them to get up. You know, um, and it is hard, but I'm I'm glad we are living in a country that took the challenge seriously and created the rules. And I'm glad we live in a society where most people, the vast majority of Israelis, seem to be following the rules. I mean, I'll be honest. Today, I'm having a hard day. You know, you have good days and bad days. This whole mask thing, right? In Israel, we've just what? gotten the new the new. Uh, um, not restrictions, the new rules? guidelines. Yeah. Yeah. New guidelines rules are that you have to wear a mask in public. And I had to go, go get my fish today for a Pesach. <coughs> Excuse me. And, uh, I, I, the mask thing really got me. I don't know. I don't know why, but, uh, it doesn't have to be a reason why. So different things are yeah. hard and different. And, uh, we all have to get through. It doesn't, you don't have to understand. I don't think why this or that troubles you, but, uh, yeah. But like you say, we have ups and downs. Except for Rachel, who has only ups. <laughs> it's not. It's like, look at the things in a positive way. It's not that. Right. <laughs> right. I don't yeah. want to stay like this my whole life, but no. we're trying no, to be positive. I, I think you have the, the exactly right attitude. But as an old yeah. man, sometimes you do have to also validate, like, sometimes it just sucks. It does. <laughs> uh, yeah. which is why we think it's important partially to keep the podcast going so that we can help not only of to course. keep informed which we do every week but also so that there's a normal part for subscribers for ourselves for everyone to really have just part of the normal routines of life yeah. continue as much as possible so when we got on this zoom call alan and i were very confused about what what's new in the news and rachel you're on top of things so from my perspective Basically, what's happening is, after last week, we announced that we're forming a government. It's a week later from the last time recorded. It's Thursday afternoon again. And there is no agreement to form a government yet. What, what is going on? Why is it? We're so close. What's, what's, hold, what's the holdup? Well, we're still very close, but not, uh, they didn't close anything yet. 
they said that this night they had negotiation, the whole night they didn't sleep at all. They were negotiating via Zoom as well. So they are also have these challenges. Well, um, some of them are in uh, quarantine. Yeah. Some of them have... Uh, no, no, a, a lot of them. A lot of them. And maybe to update you that also the Minister of Health has the coronavirus, which is very <laughs> ironic. Um, in it cases. is ironic. And it's also problematic that because he's a, a Haredi, he doesn't have a computer or a, a smartphone. I don't know. So he's doing everything that? by his... That's true. That was reported. Yeah, well, the health ministry is looking well, into wiring him up now so that he can function his job because right now he's doing everything by by well, landline phone he call. He will have but also have because <laughs> they but have also to. because he uh because he he you know being the the in the health ministry he was in contact with all of the you know top players who are dealing with this crisis and the yep. pandemic so they're all going into they've all gone into quarantine including the prime minister the director general of the health ministry uh, so on and so forth so uh it's pretty uh, include the head it's of the Mossad. <laughs> anyway we're interrupting well, well, sorry no no you're not it's part of the same thing they're yeah. always trying to they ask me question how can you explain the the, the politics in israel without speaking about the corona so i cannot do it like, it's right. impossible it's, right it's Things happening at the same time, and it's very and both things are influence, influencing both of the of the processes. So I cannot do it. But in the meantime, uh, this night they they had a lot of uh, they negotiated and start starting to close some things. One of the most important issue here is who is going to be the minister of justice. Mm-hmm. Why? Because they don't want it to be someone from the like Kaholaban doesn't want it to be someone from the. From Likud, actually. Kaholavan uh, is blue and white, right? Blue and white. They, yeah. they want to, to have that ministry. And it's, it's something that it sounds very logical because they want to hold and to try to equilibrate as much as possible uh, all the legal issues that were going on now, now uh, including Benjamin Netanyahu legal issues. So that was one of the main points in order to close the negotiation. And... Mm-hmm. I don't know, the media says, not a politician, the media says that they might be closing that point, giving the ministry to Avi Nissenkorn, who is from uh, Blue and White, and he used to be uh, the head of the Union of Workers here in Israel. So he knows, he understands some uh, things about justice and about the law in this country, and he's also a a lawyer. Uh, Why did you put in that caveat that that's according to the media? Why did you stress that? Because it's not official yet. The word in Hebrew is itachen, like supposedly, how do, how do you re- uh, translate it? But it's it's not closed yet. It's not something Most that likely. is official yet. Most likely. That's what I'm, and, and that's, how does that's the, media, the word. How does the media know about these internal discussions going on behind closed I doors? They, I think the politicians... I, it, I, I don't think that's what the politicians do. They send some messages to the media because the, the negotiations are closed. And I don't know if they if someone infiltrated the negotiation. I don't think so. They just send some messages to the media. So also to have the people like uh, to be informed about what is going on, because it's part of our rights as our citizens understanding what is going on with that negotiations. And I think the media also make the effort to and they push to the politicians in order to, to tell them what is, what, what, hap- what is happening there. That's why they will not say that it's something official, but that's what they are negotiating in this moment. 
Okay, are they also, so are the politicians also can, using those media leaks as tactics to get pressure to influence the negotiation <laughs> itself? Like it's a. Of course, that 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 is that is this game that we are always hearing, and of course, I think I think the media also wants. I think, according to the to the, their own interests, for example, to the Minister of Justice, I think they also want to have some equilibrium in those in those cases. Um, but I don't know, you know, that's another huge issue about media and politics that we should speak about at in right. other other occasion because it's so interesting and it's so so influential. And, and also one of the, even one of the legal cases of Vinimita now has to do with this relationship between media and politics. So, mm-hmm. so it could be very interesting to speak about it. But another point that was very important to close in order to, to have the negotiation, to deal with this negotiation was who is going to be the president of the Knesset, the, the speaker of the Knesset, speaker that's how you call it yeah. in English. Why is so important? Because in the last year, for example, and more than that, the Likud, with Yuli Edelstein being the Speaker of the Knesset, actually they control some of the processes inside the Knesset. The Speaker of the Knesset has some power to, not to control entirely, of course, but to have some uh, control of how the debates will look or who will control the main, the main, like who will control the agenda, for example. So they can have some in, more influence in how the, the Knesset is The agenda of what's discussed in the Knesset? That's right. So they can have some, and also even how many time we have every member of the Knesset to speak in the plenary. Mm-hmm. Like they, they have some control. And for the last month specifically, Kaholava and Luangwan were asking uh, to, for, uh, for a legislation in order to uh, change the Speaker of the Knesset. Uh, by the end, we see what happened last week. I don't know if you spoke about it, is that by the end, the most symbolic way to understand that Benny Gantz is going with the Likud to a unity government is that he actually, uh, they passed that law to change the president of the Knesset and he is now the, 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 speaker. the, the speaker of the Knesset. Right. Like it's temporary, of course, but so... Right, right. if you look yeah. at it in terms of power struggle, right, or whatever, power balance. So power if balance, you have, yeah. right, the, the, there's the parliament with the speaker of the Knesset is the is, you know, in charge of the Knesset. So he has that power, some certain powers under it. And to the head of the government, right, the, the prime minister has the uh, has the executive branch, even though in yeah. Israel it's a little bit more complicated because they're yeah. combined. But they're but in some sense, there's, uh, there's the a balance of power there. And as we explained last week, in the States, the equivalent would be to the Speaker of the House in the House and the Majority Leader in the Senate. They control right. the conversation. They control what issues are debate. They control what's going to be voted on. They control what's going to be discussed. So in a sense, it feels passive, but it's actually very, it's a very, it's a very strong power. They get to, they yeah. get to control what the legislator deals with. But the issue yeah. here in the Knesset and in the parliamentary system that we have is that he's also a member of the Knesset and he's also a member of the party. Mm-hmm. Like he's one of the 120 right. members. Mm-hmm. And he has the same, like, he still has, uh, like, the same power of other members of the Knesset, but we have to include that he's a speaker. So it's kind of confusing, confusing these checks and balances between powers in Israel when the executive and the legislative, it's so, it's part of the same thing. Yeah. So that's why yeah. it's so important to balance it between, or between different parties, or between opposition and coalition. But in this case, the Speaker of the Knesset has to be part of the coalition. 
So, so now they're arguing about the who's, yeah, who's going to hold that chair going forward. Well, they spoke about it, and the Likud might have it, and they they are speaking about most likely, as you said, uh, Yariv Levin uh, being this guy. Uh, Yariv Levin was the head of the coalition when we had a coalition a year ago, um, and he's a very active. Uh, politician. He's the real politician. He's the one who deal and leaded all the uh, coalition negotiations in the last two elections. Hmm. Not very successfully, but yeah. he was dealing with That's not with great them. on your resume, yeah. <laughs> he was part of the team and he could manage this good. He, he knows the Knesset very, very, very good. He was part also of the commission of the Knesset. He understands how the Knesset uh, uh, works. So he might take this position. And the other big, big, big issue is about what is going to happen uh, regarding the sovereignty when we we speak about the Palestinian territories. Uh, Continuing with this whole deal of the century from Trump, like what's going to happen with this topic, this issue? And Kaholavan, Blue and White, they don't necessarily have the same ideas or the same plans that the Likud have. So they have to get into an agreement and understand how the coalition will look like regarding this or regarding the, the decision that we'll have to take uh, with this issue. Um, so here's my stupid question. Why can't they make the government come to an agreement, now we have a government, and then fight about what to do about the West Bank? Why does that have to be, why is that holding, if they're basically agreeing on the, you said the two issues that were holdups that took a while were the Justice Ministry and the Speaker of the Knesset, Okay, so if we can come to an agreement, a compromise on those, why are they still not in agreement on the West Bank? Leave that to when you have a government. Why are you doing that now? There's one important issue here. Speak up, speaking about the, the coalition uh, accords, that's the coalition negotiation, mm-hmm. it's, an, it's something that is written down. It's like a contract. It's not something that you can say, okay, okay, and then change everything. You're signing right. a contract with the other ones. That's That's how the negotiations of the coalition works. By right. the end, you have to show and to actually publish this uh, uh, coalition accord. And in this case, everything has to be open. Sure. Many things you can close it like from behind or some things will not be very, very open, but there, most of it has to be published. It has to be open it and people will have to know what were the discussion about, what things you closed and how we're going to actually take this into practice. Okay, so maybe you can change things, but it's not that easy to change a coalitionary agreement. Well, that's why, um, that's why I'm sort of, at, in other words, to, that they, they have to come to an agreement on who gets this job or who gets that job for the government to work. Who gets this ministry, who gets that ministry. I get it. But when it comes to now, we're, but we're not agreeing on a specific policy, Okay, so you'll fight that out as part. That's yep. once you have a functioning government. Go ahead. Yeah, Alan. Yeah. You wanna- so yeah, I think I think you ha- I, um, we we have to understand that the the coalition isn't just a coalition between Likud and the right. blue and white, right? There are a number of other coalition members. So Israel is not made up of two parties, as we always say. It's made of non parties. So even when we talk about a right wing block. It's not really a right-wing block. It's a, it's a whole bunch of different parties that all have their own agendas. And um, and for uh, the last year, 
they have gone very heavily with Netanyahu and they've stuck with him through thick and thin and brought him, you know, at least to the point we are. I mean, maybe not over the finish line, but at least to the finish line. Um, and uh, one of these parties, at least, right, is the right new right. Yeah. Under and and that's a whole that in and of itself the new right is a combination of smaller parties. No, Yamina is a combination. Yamina, Yamina, yeah. yeah. Yamina. Sorry, sorry. Yamina. New right is one of the it, smaller. Ah, you, right. See, see how confusing it is. It's very confusing. <laughs> and and you know uh, they uh, and they along with a, a decent amount of Likud uh, Knesset members have a certain ideology that they have been pushing for the last decade which comes under what we talked about, the judicial, West Bank, and all these things. And they don't want to see that now thrown out when they feel like they made huge steps and it could be all unraveled um, if the blue and white um, uh, get too much of their ideology in, let's say, right? To put a stop on what was called this judicial revolution in Israel or annexation, and it's not clear where Blue and White holds on annexation, or at least Benny Gantz, because they were very parv about it before during the election. They weren't necessarily anti the the whole That's, Trump statements, but they weren't necessarily embracing either. So, Rachel, you want to say something? That's interesting that you spoke about Blue and White ideology. <laughs> Yeah, it's, I, I'm not sure how to how to answer that question about what's actually the the, the ideology blue and white. We have people from all over. Don't feel right, bad. Neither, neither can they. <laughs> yeah. So, actually, the the question about the other parties, what is going to happen with Yamina with with the ultra orthodox as well? They were right. naturally the, the the block that Netanyahu had in the last year in the last years actually, and now the big question is okay, what is going to happen with the, with those? Uh, for example, the Ministry of uh, Education. Who wants to have the Ministry of Education? Normally, Yamina wants to have it, and now Yamina has uh, uh, that uh, ministry, but it's part of negotiation as well. But because why? Because they are speaking about Julie Edelstein having this ministry. They were speaking about Mary Regev. I heard about the how do you call the internal security? The um, like. Mirder will yeah. be the, how do you call that minister in English? Um, yeah, internal security. Internal Homel security. Homeland so security? Homeland security, I don't know. It I sounds guess. very American. I think of the internal security. <laughs> okay. American for it. <laughs> yeah, but well, she was asking for that minister, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. Uh, but now maybe Yuri Edelstein will have that uh, ministry. Uh, you know, but Alan, again, now we're that not, we're posting we're these sure. on YouTube, people can see your reactions. Oh, right. <laughs> No, we're not seeing your reactions. I'm not I seeing did. it. I'm just, I'm just seeing Michael. Uh, oh, really? Ah, <laughs> uh, because I'm in a speaker mode. Okay, that's uh, okay. It's fine. Uh. So, um, yeah. So that's that's the question. What is going to happen with the other parties, and if that will be an one of the elements that will avoid closing the government quicker? Um, what, what the other parties are expecting to, to have. like Yeah, that yeah. I'm used to. That I'm used to. That everybody wants, that, that, that in order to get the, the, the group to agree to be in the coalition, there's a real give and take. You know, both these two parties each want education. So how do we work that out? That's the hard compromise. And at the end of the day, they have to, well, we'll give it on education, but then we want this. And that I'm used to. But what you guys are telling me is that we have a, 
and and maybe you're saying this isn't so unique, but you're saying that the right wing block is saying, look, BB, we've stuck with you through thick and thin. Now you're saying for because of the corona crisis, you want to make a unity government and bring in the center left. Okay. And that means giving them control of issues that we think are important. Okay. We get it as a crisis, but there's a policy issue that we want to guarantee that we won't compromise on. If you're handing over some control to blue, to blue and white, the center left, we as the right wing will stick with you if you promise us that you're not going to go back on this principle of policy. So it's not it's they're making it a condition of agreement. It's not necessarily part and parcel of the coalition negotiation, but they're saying we'll agree to these other compromises if you guarantee us on this policy issue, you'll stay with no, us. No, it is part of, no, it is part of the coalition agreement. It goes in the contract of what they have no, no. to vote for or not. Right. So, but it's I it's, think we should also point out that it's not just blue that blue and white itself split up as we said last week was happening. Right. But but also labor and gesher yeah. Which are to the left of that blue white coalition are also have most likely going to be joining yeah. in, and some other right. There's been a lot of movement there um, in in these in in crazy Israeli politics, uh, and you know they uh, so 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 we may it may be hard to understand blue and white's ideology since blue and white now is really just the the host and Israel party, which is no, but yeah. they're the resilient. The no, they. They took yeah. the name. <laughs> they kept the name Blue and White, but that was Benny Gantz. But Yair Lapid and Boogie Alone, are they left? Yeah. Right? So now you have uh, Benny Gantz's party, which was unclear what the ide- ideology is for whatever. But you do have la- long stalwarts in labor who have very clear ideology, who are very potentially coming in. Amir Peretz's ideology is very well known. Um, yeah. Uh, as, no, a, as a leftist. And I so, understand the right thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, how how normal is that? And I guess I'm not articulating my, my point clearly enough. What I'm saying is there's the debate over how to form the coalition itself. And then there's policy guarantees that need to be made so that we'll agree to be in the coalition. I'm seeing yeah. them, maybe that's my brisker brain, I'm seeing them as two different aspects of coalition mm-hmm. formation. One is we have to agree oh, on the yeah. actual membership of the government, who's going to be doing what. And then... We're good. We have to have this policy guarantee made beforehand before we move forward. Uh, yeah, correct. I, I, yeah. There are two I, categories, but they're both just as important, potentially. Yeah. Yeah, but one big question here is also you have to take decisions in two ways, in the long term or in the, in the short term. If you want a long-term govern, government, so you also have to agree in those, in those issues. Now, if not every mm-hmm. change or every context that can change disagreement will very, very quickly turn down this government. So I think personally that this new government they're trying to conform, it will not take a lot of time. Like it will not last a lot. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. In Israel, we, we know that governments don't last a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a, a, like the average is 1.9 years. So it's crazy how how for, how for the whole much. life of the state. Yeah, or, yeah. Uh huh. Wow. That's something that I read like, like uh, I don't know when, but yes. And yeah, but that's because the last year has thrown things off. <laughs> well, but also yeah, that's right, but also the last thirty yeah, years. I I, very rarely have we come to a complete yeah. four years. Yeah. No, uh, oh, I, four years, two, even I think twice. not three. Right. Yeah. Two or three. Yeah. And we also three, had yeah. governments from one year in the in the past. So yep. the big question is. If you're looking for a stable and long government, so this is not the way it's going to happen, I think. 
I don't um, think anybody really has any <laughs> has any illusion that's gonna that it's going to last very long. Uh, it's more. It's a crisis. And that's, it's a crisis. Yeah. Unity and that's why they're calling it. They're calling it an emergency government. Like they have it in uh, in the before the six day war started. Right, like right. they made they created a, a unity government and they call it the emergency government. In Hebrew, sounds better. Like which mm-hmm. is emergency government. Which we have a crisis. We have to deal with it, and we have to have a consensus, a political consensus. So that's a strategy that they have to have now. The issue is what will happen after the crisis finished. And the main issues will be the, the issues that we talk about, like the, the, the thing with the negotiation with the Palestinian, the sovereignty, and those issues that normally also break coalitions. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I guess I would say to them, maybe make the agree, and this is just me talking on a podcast, so who cares? But I would say maybe make the agreement we're going to freeze and not take any major steps on these issues until this crisis subsides so that that will create a stable emergency government, which sounds funny. But during the during the emergency, let's freeze on those issues so that we don't split apart mm-hmm. and then we'll deal with them again afterwards. So, well, because yeah. I, th- I think they're, they're not – I mean – they're playing with the idea, and and this is like, is it an emergency government or is it a unity government? And part of the problem for that, I think part of the problem with your suggestion, Mike, is that mm-hmm. um, the 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 hardcore of the agreement is it's going to be a shared prime ministership throughout the whole four years, right? Right. Uh, a year and a half, it switches over to Benny Gantz. That's the illusion. Like nobody, I don't, very few people really believe it's going to happen. But <laughs> at least they're 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 pretending that, and that's the argument. So if to call it an emergency government that we're only gonna you know gonna that was one plan that you know oh for six months we'll get together we'll get through this. But that's not what they're doing. They're making a whole coalition for four years, and part of that is that prime that Benny Gantz will become prime minister in a year and a half. So. Uh, why they chose that route over well, the other route? That's what I don't I'm worried about. There's the Israeli expression "tafasta murabalo tafasta." If you try to grab too much, you end up with nothing. Yeah, and I'm worried. I, I I very much agree with the idea that during a crisis, you have to have unity, and you have to have government, and you have to have a functional system. So that's my concern. I, look, if if it works, uh, if they come to an agreement, great. But if not. And we're back to chaos in the middle of a crisis. Uh, I think they will close. I'm always very positive, and I don't want to hear the last podcast that I said that we're going to. Like my <laughs> my predictions not are not always good. I said that we're going to fourth election before the Corona thing, but I I'm not, I, I, I hope that this prediction will not be real by the end. But what I think is that. By the before Pesach or maybe during Pesach in Cholamo, they will close something because it's ridiculous, as you said, uh, Michael. They have to close something. We are we are having that I, I huge crisis. Yeah. half of the like the economy. I just heard a a report of the of the of the uh, no, of the unemployment. Yes, we're having that we have a million. Uh, sorry, we have a million people unemployed in Israel. Never happened. Twenty percent. I don't people. know. Yeah. Like it's crazy. It's a lot. A lot of people will, will not have a job, and it, econo- like the economic crisis will be huge to deal. Besides the health crisis, and even that we, we feel as Israelis, and in comparison with other countries, that the government is doing a good uh, job. Uh, we still have to understand that it could be better. 
some analysts said that we took the coronavirus um, guidelines, we started a little bit late just because of the elections and just because of political right. issues. So it, it, it really influences how the, no, how, oh, oh. Crisis, how the crisis deal. So. We've also been very good about home uh, uh, restriction, but we haven't been very good about testing, which is South Korea was the most yeah, successful, no. I think. Be- so Israel's That's not, right. not Israel's not hasn't handled it perfectly. It's just overall, yeah. yeah. No, there's some no, we- also other analysts who said because of politics, we should like by the beginning of this crisis, even the, the army and the security forces have to take the control of the crisis, not the government and politics. Some people are saying that specifically like security analysts and they say that they, they didn't do it because of politics, because they wanted to be present and to be every night and speak to the people and to, and to be the face of the crisis, crisis and also the face of, the, of how the crisis is being controlled. I don't know what they think about this, but... <laughs> it's a little yeah, scary. Politics. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. But politi- politicians play politics. That's their job. I'm right. not so sure. Right. I'm not so sure. I'd feel so, so like happy with a military taking over either the crisis. Like we'd I, be happy. You know, Look, it, that's what it doesn't. Have, the military doesn't have to do everything. What? But that's the fall of the Roman Republic when you hand over to the chief yeah. of the military control of the country because the military because yeah. democracy is chaotic and in a crisis you can't have it. So then you hand away democracy. That's not the. It wouldn't be the first or second or third time that's happened in history. So, I, so that's why I'm going to choose to be optimistic, that's like another. Rachel, and say that yeah. this is going to work out well because the alternatives uh, yeah, are not good. I would definitely bet on it. I definitely, I'm definitely, I'm definitely pretty confident that they're going to come to some agreement. I, I do, but I also agree with Rachel that I mean, I think once we get past like a, you know. I don't know when the what it means to get past this crisis because nobody really knows what it what the right. what the meaning year, of it all is. But when we get to a certain half. point, the government will probably government will probably you know fall apart then. Okay, okay. Then that. back to yeah, okay. you know, look uh, back yeah. to the dysfunction and malpractice that, that we need to get past. Anyway, those problems are still waiting. But right. but to make but one of the things that politicians have look in general, we're in an age where partisanship is interrupting. The, the the good performance of government in many countries, and Israel is not immune to that. Okay, true. But in a time of crisis, you have to be able to say, this is where we don't do that. This is where we go back to the old way, which is we put we understand that whatever our partisan divides are, they can't hold us apart and prevent us from functioning. That compromise has to be achieved in order to function. Yeah. No, and actually the, the, uh, the way... Uh, Benny Gantz behaved that he he actually broke down his own party and left the party. That's one of those compromises. He said maybe it will have a political cost or anything that he promised to the other parties. I don't know, but he understood that he has to compromise in because of the crisis, not because of other things. I think that, or maybe it was only a way to running away from the from the other parties. That he was also strong in allowed to hold it together. So maybe no. this was only an opportunity that he saw, and that's the way he decided. But he had he compromised a lot in order. I agree to, with you. I think whether this you're, you're, work. you're saying there may be other internal considerations, fine. But overall, he came to the decision, which is, look, it, it, I'm going to have to sacrifice what I ideally want for the reality that we have to find a way to work together, and I think that's. 
I think I am arguing, and I think we here agree that that's the model. He's getting attacked from his left that he many many on his left that he's doing the wrong thing. Bibi's being attacked by many on the right that he's not doing the right thing by compromising. But I think the three of us agree that that's exactly look in general. I think we think that compromise is healthier, finding ways to work together than to split apart. But here in a time of crisis, I think it's not. Uh, I think it's not optional. I think it's a necessity. I think that's what we're agreeing. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Rachel, Let's see. If, maybe if it, in a couple listen, of hours things will change. I don't know. I hope so. If it doesn't work, Rachel, I'm nominating you to be in charge. You'll run the show, and then we'll be in much better shape. No, 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 no. That's all. People say, <laughs> "Why didn't you don't get into politics?" I like to analyze politics from the outside, not from the yeah. inside. I don't want to become a politician for now. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, now, we're, no. We're, we're 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 <laughs> educators. We like to look from the outside and explain. And first understand, then articulate. Yeah, and edu- and educate, like, of course. <laughs> and not keep, we don't want our hands on the steering wheel. Yep. No, no, That's no. the old problem. Not for now. All right. Well, thank you, <laughs> Rachel. Thank you for inviting virtually. Oh, so helpful. Super helpful. Thank you, Alan. Thank you, Mike. And thanks in advance. We're going to send these audio files to Ben, who will help make them sound uh, better. So thank you, Ben, in advance. <laughs> That's the end of the episode. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Macomb Israel Teachers Lounge podcast. Don't forget to share, subscribe, rate, and review. Join us next time.